Hi, I'm Billy Gwaltney, and this is the CYA Podcast. This show is for the physician who understands the importance of protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve. Each week, I'll bring you tips and advice to help you cut through the clutter and misinformation and show you exactly what you need to preserve your income and way of life. If you're ready to achieve the peace of mind that only financial security can bring, let's get started. Hello there. Welcome to this episode of the Cover Your Assets podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gwaltney, and as always, I'm happy to be with you today. I work with uh, physicians across the country, helping them uh, secure their private specialty on occupation disability coverage. A question that we're going to cover today that I get um, uh, every now and then, it comes up uh, a good bit actually, which is how long does a claim usually last? Um, and I think that's a really good question. I think it's a fair question to go, okay, what, if something does happen, uh, if the worst case scenario does happen, <clears throat> what does that look like on average? And obviously there are exceptions to average, but we're going to talk about statistically, um, there's an advocacy group, a nonprofit called the Council for Disability Awareness, and they compile statistics um, related to disability claims. And there's some interesting findings Um the bottom line is an average disability claim will last 82 months, which is just under, you know, 6.8 years, just under seven years. Uh, what's interesting about that is that the chances of being disabled and the types of disabilities, okay, and this ties into the importance of, of definitions within your disability coverage and making sure you have the definitions that you think you have or, or would want to have. Uh, and I'm going to read some, some uh, figures here. Um, as far as females go, um, and a typical female age 35, average height, average weight, non-smoker, uh, professional, has a 24% chance of becoming disabled for three months or longer, okay? Um, and the average disability for someone like her would last 82 months. Um, a typical male age 35, average height, weight, non-smoker, uh, professional occupation, would have a 21% chance of being disabled for at least three months. Uh, again, with the average claim also lasting about 82 months. What's interesting is that the chances of being disabled are significantly higher than most people usually think, usually uh, a good bit higher than the, or a lot higher than the chances of death, uh, a lot higher than perhaps even the, the chances of being sued. I mean, when you think of worst case scenario, for a physician, what is the that catastrophic event that can keep you from having, uh, from from getting where you want to go, from having your your goals and and dreams achieved? It's uh, we usually th- either think of death or maybe yeah a lawsuit, something that um, can can cause us to not be able to do what what you love to do, um, or having to pay a lot for uh, a mistake. Um, and then there's disability, and disability is the constant. It's the it's the the significant chances of something going south is usually related to our health, uh, either an illness or an injury. Now, what's interesting also from the Council for Disability Awareness is that the types of disabilities, over 90% of disability claims are illnesses, not injuries. Okay, so again, it's common for, I think, for many people, it certainly would be for me if I wasn't in this business, um, and seeing this every day, um, it's common for people to assume that that the reason you get insurance is for the, the car accident that paralyzes people or 
or someone that's in a vegetative state, some, some really catastrophic physical event that happens. And obviously those can happen. Okay. They, they certainly can, but statistically over nine out of 10 claims are illnesses and those illnesses are musculoskeletal and connective tissue disorders. That's the first big category, uh, over 30%. Um, disorders of the nervous system and sense organs. That's a significant percentage. Cardiovascular and circulatory disorders is significant. Cancer is significant. Uh, and then at the bottom of the list is what they call mental disorders. Um, but the vast majority of claims are musculoskeletal conditions and, you know, kind of soft tissue diseases. Um, and what's interesting is that so, the kind of how that ties in, first of all, uh, the chances of being disabled are significantly high and the duration is going to be somewhere in the six to seven years uh, range on average, which which uh, kind of clarifies the importance of having insurance. OK, uh, the other part that's significant is the importance of the true specialty on occupation definition of disability, the the residual benefit or partial benefit, um, the recovery benefit, because most disabilities are not catastrophic in the sense that you could not do other things. And, and what does it mean for a neurologist to be disabled or, or a family doctor to be disabled or a surgeon to be disabled or a hospitalist or um, you name it, anesthesiologist to be disabled because you're, you're disabled enough to not be able to do your occupation. You, you have a herniated disc in your back and you can't show up to work, but you're still you know, just as intelligent and well-trained and educated mentally uh, in a lot of cases uh, and prepared to do your job remotely, perhaps. COVID proved that some a lot of jobs can be done, a lot of medicine can be done remotely. So are you disabled? I mean, do you meet the threshold for being disabled now? Well, with a properly designed private specialty policy, the ones that we broker, and hopefully if you're working with a specialist, the one you have, there are only a, a few companies that offer this, if you cannot do the material duties of what you were doing before you had that illness or, or perhaps injury, but most likely illness, then you're considered to be disabled. And then you could stay at home and do, you know, teleconsulting or telemedicine or uh, write a book or whatever you want to do and make an unlimited income and there's no penalty to your benefit. So that that definition is significant. Uh, group policies association policies, even if they use similar jargon and lingo, how they define disability often is just much broader. Uh, it's MD duties in general, which, which telemedicine is an MD duty. So if you can't physically show up to your job, well, okay, that's not, that, that's not good. Um, but you can still do virtual medicine. So, you know, they don't consider you disabled. And so it's like night and day in how they they uh, adjudicate these claims. So you want to make sure that you have a private policy that has the, the strongest definitions you can get, because you're, if a disability occurs, it's likely going to be significant. There's a significant chance of that happening. Number two, it's likely going to be significant enough to keep you from doing your specialty, but not so much that you couldn't do anything, Okay. Um, you're not paralyzed. You're not in a vegetative state. It's, it's a herniated disc where you can't get out of bed, but you're still alert. So what happens in those scenarios? You, you would want to make sure your insurance is in line for that. Uh, after it happens, that's too late. Um, and so you want to make sure that you have that. What's, what's um, 
the kind of the last key element is that the duration of 82 months on average is long enough to, to bankrupt somebody that doesn't have insurance unless they're independently wealthy from a trust fund or something, which certainly can happen. But on average, uh, really good incomes, even if you make a lot of money, uh, according to kind of what's, you know, the, what an average worker makes. Um, if you're out for seven years, uh, if you don't have insurance, that's going to be a really tough situation. So there's the need for insurance, but it's also highly probable that at some point you're going to recover and you're going to be medically cleared to go back to work. So what happens if you've been out of work for five or seven years and you're now cleared to go back you, it's, it's reasonable to assume that your income won't bounce back to what it was before you were disabled. And so having a long-term recovery benefit on your policy is vital. It's part of the, uh, in a lot of policies, it's part of the enhanced residual or enhanced partial benefit. But you want to make sure you read the recovery benefit language in your contract, because what it does is pays if you medically recover from a disability and go back to work, but when you return to work, your income doesn't recover to what it used to be, which is, again, likely. Um, we have clients that have collected for years from a recovery benefit because they just never bounce back to the same level of productivity where they used to be. They're starting over. Um, and so you want to make sure that your your coverage is comprehensive because these statistics bear out that that insurance is necessary the key definitions are vital because of the types of claims. Um, and you want to make sure that on the, on the recovery end, which hopefully we've, uh, hopefully you would recover from a claim or a disability that you have insurance that, that helps make up for the difference. If there are shortfalls in your, your post, uh, recovery income and professional life, um, Hope you have found this helpful. There's more here. Happy to discuss your situation in more detail. Feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you can text me at 704-270-2376. Again, 704-270-2376. I look forward to the opportunity to speak with you. And until we meet again, thank you as always for your time. I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm.